Welcome aboard. You're listening to The Cloud on the Couch, a show where we talk about spirituality, psychology, neuroscience, quantum physics, and all things inside the matrix. I am Richard Jost, and with me is Aditya Karsh. And today, we dive into consciousness. So, Karsh. Yeah, dude. What's up? What the fuck is consciousness, man? I mean, what is it for you, at least? Uh, consciousness, huh? I don't know, man. It's very, it's very, it's very complicated. But then if I was to say it in very simple terms, yeah, and say, okay, you can say self-consciousness, is, which is what we have. Okay. Is the ability for us to realize that we, to be aware that we are a self, you know? Okay. A, and you know, you are rich and like that, you know, that's called self-consciousness. Right. Mm. Okay, go on. Yeah, so I mean, like that, you can say that's like the basic definition of like consciousness. You know. Okay. So the way you define consciousness is saying, You're, I mean, the realization of self, one's yeah. own self. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That that's pretty interesting. I think. Too. Um. Yeah. I mean, even I would say like you know, defining consciousness is really hard. I told you the recent trip I, <laughs> trip that I had. Yeah. On discovering consciousness, right? It took me almost like an hour to explain like the people around me on what it was. Yeah, uh, a couple, but cold, no? <laughs> yeah, a couple of nights ago. So, <laughs> but it was a fun <laughs> night. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, I think if you like, uh, if you break down everything, and towards the end, I think consciousness is nothing but kind of love, kind of like awareness, but more like um, awareness of the now. Like literally the now, like being so conscious that like, like right now we're two people in two different places, but we're doing this recording and like, we're conscious of the things that are coming out of our mouth and things like that. So I feel like that, mm-hmm. like if you dummify everything and then I think I feel like that is what consciousness is, you know, like our, like, like you said, not just awareness of self, but awareness of everything that's happening around you and especially yeah. awareness of the moment. I feel like that okay. is consciousness. I mean, if you dumbify it, but my theory of consciousness is like pretty big, and do I, I pretty don't know big. how long? Yeah, like how big can I go? Um, it depends. Um, so the like, so I was hanging out with a couple of my cousins, and uh, for me, I had to like explain about. So like, I bring in theories from science, and uh, so like from the quantum science, you know, quantum physics aspect as well. Okay. Uh, to like explain about consciousness okay. and yeah it's gonna take some time but uh, I don't know probably I'll like dive into it soon maybe like later on on the way on the podcast but yeah right now it's just like way too crazy it's gonna take a lot of time to explain but uh, but let's just talk about like you know like what's happening in the world right now I mean not just because of corona but like how are people being more conscious nowadays and do you find your you know, close friends and like family members being a little more conscious about the things they do or like, do you still see the same things happening? You know? Mm, I don't know. I come from a family of like introverts. So like life is still the same for us. It's just, we're just extra careful when we go out. So. Okay. Wait, so your entire family, everyone's introvertish. I mean, like everyone's an introvert or like. What's yeah, it like? somewhat. Yeah, just, my, just my mom is like ambiverted kind of thing. Okay, because I'm I'm an ambivert. I, w- I mean, that's how I define myself at least. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I need, you know, I'm like right there in the middle of the spectrum. So yeah. Yeah, but me, my dad, and my brother were all introverts, right? So like, right now life is like just the same. 
as it's always been. Mm-hmm. Nothing's really changed except for the news is now constantly on. Like my dad's like just trying to be aware of what's going on outside in the world and everything. Oh yeah, same here, same here. Yeah, I mean, I hate the fact I hate for the fact that the news has to be on like twenty four seven. I know. Right? Just, oh I feel like God. it's so oversaturating. Anyways, uh, let's bring back um, talk about consciousness. Like, where do you think it all originated from? Like, where do you feel like? first as humans were like conscious you know see from what i understand about consciousness see i've always been so fascinated about consciousness right yeah it's like it's like it's one of the biggest puzzles of humanity can ever like understand and everything right mm. but uh have you heard of this one um it's this one philosophical thing called occam's razor no i've not heard about it so Occam's razor is all about how the simplest explanation can can be the best explanation something like that it goes around that line right okay so so i try my best to try and like explain consciousness in that way right okay where yeah. like uh, it's it's like it's a the occam's razor is a problem solving principle you know it, okay. it's it's all about trying to find the most simplest explanation for anything right all right all right so for uh, on my perspective on what consciousness is and where it originated from i so if you look at it right yeah everything around us it's made out of matter right okay okay so and like this matter for some reason out of um how do i say it yeah, this matter, uh, life gets created from this matter, right? Okay, yeah. And then over time, life develops consciousness, right? Okay. So, so it, uh, think of it like as a, okay, wait, I got to refresh that a bit. Think of, yeah, in, you, know how, you know how we're discussing about consciousness, right? Yeah. In my, uh, what I'm trying to talk about is that there's actually two types of consciousness. Okay. Okay. There is base consciousness and then there's self-consciousness. Mm. Okay. So okay. base consciousness is like every other species around us, you know, dogs, animals, insects, and everything. It just yeah. the base consciousness that allows them to be aware of their surroundings, as what you said earlier, the present moment. Yeah. Self-conscious, and then that's just base consciousness, right? Then self-consciousness is that plus one singular fact which is that individual or that species is aware of itself not just its surroundings you know but don't you think like some something like, like you know for example a dog is aware of its its own self and you know everything no, around it not really a dog is just aware of what's around it you know it just wants to eat when it's hungry it wants to sleep when it's tired it wants to play when it's happy and excited and stuff. It doesn't dream about the future or think about the past or worry about what it used to do. It doesn't ponder about its mistakes or anything like that, right? Mm. You can only do that if you're a self. Okay. Right? If you think about it, every single animal that's just uh, those base conscious animals, right? Mm. Have no concept of past or future. But then like... um. I'll have to disagree with you, man. Like, for example, your dog. Okay. Okay. Um, it it sure has memory because all of it wouldn't recognize you. Yeah, obviously, it, it has you. it has memory. So when it has memory, it 
memory is formed in a particular time and space right let's yeah. say the first time you got uh what was your dog's name again bailey bailey yeah the first time you got bailey uh pretty sure like you know you know she was you know like she's noted and registered that particular moment of time when you, the first time you called her bailey and the first time she's seeing you and later on in her you know like currently right now if you call her bailey obviously that brain is also like going back to that past and like kind of oh seeing that pattern i'm like yeah this yeah, is my own under- this is my friend i think that um phrase that was the sound waves that i say when, every time i say bailey it recognizes that and yeah. then it sees it with itself right yeah yeah so i mean what i'm trying to say is that i, I feel like i feel like maybe dogs don't ponder upon the future like probably like we do or at least from our current understanding as now but i think i've heard about like you know maybe dogs do dream and stuff like that i'm not really sure about it but yeah. uh, but for the most part i see where you're trying to go about like telling that you know they're not here like thinking about how can i you know make the world a better place or like you know yeah exactly you know like r- r- reduce carbon footprint and stuff like that and see, shit less uh, probably <laughs> so yeah. one more thing is that uh there's actually not like a um uh, how do you say it you know how i'm saying uh, there's two types of consciousness right base consciousness yeah. and self consciousness right yeah so uh in between base and self consciousness there's like a gradient of consciousness where mm, some animals are a lot more intelligent than other animals right okay like yeah. if you look at dogs um it's known that dogs has the brain capacity of a 3 year old or 4 year old human child yeah right makes sense yeah Did you know crows have a brain capacity of a 7-year-old human child? Fuck. No way. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure about dolphins. I'm pretty sure uh, dolphins is no, one I, of the I'm most No, I'm pretty sure dolphins are like up the scale, you know. I've yeah, I've been I'm pretty the sure they're damn smart. Yeah. But crows crows are pretty crazy, you know. They understand water displacement. They understand Fuck. basic physics and all of those things. Yeah, are you referring to the story where the crows go and put stones on the bloody <laughs> pot to get water? Yeah, that's an actual thing. <laughs> Fuck, I did not know that. I thought that was just like a joke, you know, like no, oh, dude. Kaka came and then like, oops, well, I'm better. That's an experiment done by scientists where they put I like I don't know that. Oh, they... fuck bloody crows. <laughs> yeah, dude. So now, oh, wait, for everyone like you know who's listening, dude. So if you've ever been shot by a crow, shot, you know, like That, that was <laughs> sure that, that was a very conscious decision. <laughs> that was so that was fucking good. That was like literally for you. That was meant to happen. It was not by accident. It was, it was not calculated basically. Aerodynamics or like you know wind and shit like that. That was meant to happen. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's that's crazy shit. I've ever got chat yeah, uh, shit. I was just um, thinking about all the missed approaches that I had, you know, with I've always had missed coaching. approaches, yeah. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Like same. I've had oh, like shit. Sh- I've had like shit like just fall right in front of me. Like I just had to take one wow. step forward. Damn. <laughs> you know glitches in the matrix, huh? Yeah, dude. Yeah, but okay, anyways, I'll I'll you know what? I'm going to take the effort to like explain my definition of what consciousness is. And okay. uh, I'm assuming who's listening, you know, you know a little bit about the double slit experiment and a little bit about mm. quantum physics if you don't you can always pause and like go to youtube and find the reference in the right video but i'm going to make it as simple as possible so you know log back the scientists you know they um i don't know how they started off with the double slit experiment but basically yeah 
so they take a single slit they want to check if uh, light functions as a wave or a particle right is that yeah. how it all started yeah yeah anyways but uh, so basically they you know they uh, they have a light source in one end of the room in the middle you have like a let's say like a metallic sheet and there's a slit that's cut out and on the end of that room there is like a screen where uh, you know it's recorded like an x-ray film you the results are recorded yeah. so what happened is so in this so there's the single slit and the double slit so initially when uh, they fired the light not not fired the light or whatever the laser or not so it it hit the uh, slit and it went to the other end and you have a pattern mm-hmm. uh, a pattern where you know it's a it's almost like the same uh, you know it looks exactly like the slit and uh, it's right there and then they they added another slit and they did the same thing and this is where things started getting funny uh, because uh, they discovered an interference pattern right yeah they were actually they were shooting light particles yeah right? they were shooting yeah, that's each why individual part yeah yeah, yeah they're shooting because actually of the inter- particles of because light. of the interference they thought oh it's because you know it's light it's you know it's like a it's like putting a torch on two slits and obviously it's just going to be an interference pattern because the lights bouncing and you know they thought it's hitting each other and stuff like that and uh, i can't believe i'm telling it like a small story like you know like a story tale <laughs> fairy tale yeah. like <laughs> anyways so the scientists are like you know what fuck we should not use a torch we should like you know fire individual uh beams of electrons like single electrons so that there won't be any hitting there won't be electrons hitting each other and stuff like that and what not so again yeah. they did the uh double slit experiment again uh, they started off with a single slit with uh, you know f- preci- precisely firing single electrons at one time and again the result was similar you know you got one certain you know the result was like similar to you know what it would look like in a using a normal light or what lights or what So then what happened is then they did the double slit with single electrons now what happened is as the electron was fired it and when there was nobody observing it i think it produced wave like pattern right yeah that was the interference pattern yeah wave like pattern that was impossible to be formed okay mm. because they were shooting particles yeah because they were shooting particles imagine like one marble ball being shot at the slit one time you know at a time and uh, there's only there's only few possibilities that can happen right it can either go through one of the slit or it might not go it can go through either slit through slit a or slit b or it, it might hit somewhere else and not go through you know reach the you know the the film in the end but yeah but what surprise scientists is that it still produced a wave like you know wave like result yeah wave like pattern and everything yeah and that could only happen if the single electron were to split into two and go through both slits at this at the same time okay. and uh, and yeah and then hit the you know hit the you know hit the film in the end of the end of the house or like you know end of the experiment place okay but and, wait what does this have to do with consciousness 
yeah that's why this is why it took one hour for me to explain to them. <laughs> that's why i'm like do i want to do this in this podcast i'm not sure probably i actually thought about like pre-recording this so that i can just like put it inside this because it takes some time to understand it so this is also for yeah. people who don't know what like you know for anyone who's listening and they're kind of confused so they want to brush up their uh basic double set experiment shit yeah so basically yeah so be uh, fuck man i wish there was a video format that we could show right now so like you know i don't have to like waste time explaining but anyways so the only the only way that could uh when single electrons have been fired in the double slit experiment and if it created a wave like pattern in the end the only way that could happen was is if the electrons literally split into two and they pass through both the slits and they form the other other every other possibility in a single time and that was insane so scientists they wanted to know uh, what really happens before this electron goes through the slit so they they placed an observing uh, like a camera or something right to measure exactly where the electron which slit does it take so that there's no way so then they can really understand right okay where and how shit's going so yeah. then they again fire a single electron and this time surprisingly what happened was it's almost as if the electron knew there was something watching it so it behaved like a particle instead of when no one when no one was watching it it behaved like a wave and uh, when people when there was an observer it behaved like a particle yeah so that that fucked people up in their minds you know the people started going crazy because this it's almost like as if the electron knew what that there was some someone looking at it so it started changing its behavior yeah so, uh, it's it's that created the copenhagen interpretation of quantum physics so this is by yeah this is uh, so i'm i think it's um, niels bohr and someone else i forgot his name werner yeah. heisenberg 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 yeah so yeah. so again like so if you look at heisenberg's uncertainty principle god i can't believe i remembered it so basically what <laughs> it says is that uh, so if you look at an electron like if you look at an atom uh, basically there's a nucleus and electrons revolving around it right and it's spinning like really super fast so the moment you try to pinpoint the location and the speed or something of a particular of an electron inside the atom you you can't really do it because the moment you observe it it's already somewhere else it's it's going way too fast so you can never pinpoint its location that's how fast it's traveling around the nucleus so yeah. uh it's so literally it's in superposition it's kind of like everywhere at the same time yeah, it's, it's all traveling too fast perfect. yeah but uh did you know this interpretation of quantum physics right yeah it actually got updated oh like okay screw the update as of now because that might yeah, fuck no. up my theory so <laughs> just, just go a little back in time okay fuck you guys why we should not do this at all okay okay pardare <laughs> i told i like literally wait like 10 minutes explaining all this and it's now the uh everett theory um the everett's interpretation of quantum physics that's pretty crazy you got to check it out it's about uh many world it's called a many worlds theory many worlds theory okay i've heard about it yeah uh yeah let's go back and yeah okay yeah so no worries this is when the update did not happen <laughs> <laughs> and i was not aware of it when i came with the theory <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. So, yeah, go on, go on, go on, don't worry. Yeah. Oh god, I'm just so surprised with the update. Anyways, so uh where where did I stop? Yeah. So literally yeah, sign, like so a, you know how the electrons are in superposition because you know you cannot actually pinpoint that particular location and spin and the speed and whatnot. So literally they're yeah. everywhere, right? And uh, yeah. also in this double slit experiment, you know, before when nobody was ex- you know ex- kind of observing it, it was split into two and it went and did all the other possibilities, right? So I mm-hmm. am someone who believes in parallel universes at the same time and multiverses okay. or whatever you want to call it. basically like okay. whole other universes out there and yeah. uh, when i think in that way i don't just think as you know some people i'm not saying everybody but when you just think about like, okay when i when i tell to someone like hey man there's multiple universes out there or like this parallel universes out there people tend to think that it's just one earth and another earth right beside it and like you know it just continues like that i mean that's not the way yeah. i see it i mean although there could be a possibility that it is just like that like our universe is just next to another universe that looks exact i don't know fuck that but anyways what i think it's all like interwoven with each other that's what i like how i think about it you know okay. I, it's hard to explain it's very graphic and it's all back in my head probably some day technology will be able to like you know push my thoughts outside and make it more visual <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's so crazy but yeah anyways i feel like it's all inter inter like interwoven all together it's like like fabric basically if you look at your shirt you you know you take it under a microscope you can see it, it's all like together something like yeah. that and yeah. uh, so it's like layers and layers of a lasagna like literally they're like layers and layers of palage noses that's like like literally woven on top of each other and it's mm-hmm. it's so microscopic it's not i can't say microscopic but it's all like intertwined all together and what i feel like is so anyways we know that you know electrons get split into you know pal you know do all these multiple crazy shit single electrons can split and do that shit and uh, all of that so i feel like there's clearly parallel universes every time there's a choice that's been present for example today we do the podcast today we're doing on consciousness maybe tomorrow we might be doing about you know the simulation theory or what not but today we did this so i feel like every time there's a choice that has to be made you know there are different options that are out there and there are like parallel yeah. universes that's equal amount of parallel universes so literally there's like infinite amount of parallel universes and like you know infinite amount yeah, exactly. of uh, permutations and calculation what not side cos theta whatever the fuck it is and <laughs> okay <laughs> i had to use it somewhere man i studied it for like a long time so, uh, so yeah a long time ago right long no yeah i also did engineering so a lot of that shit oh yeah, yeah. so so basically what i'm trying to tell you is that so there's like parallel universes running out there if like of all the possibilities out there and imagine like imagine like for a second to make things much simple simplified uh think about like four five ipods without earphones being like all five of them are currently playing different songs all right okay and imagine that's like uh different realities that are coexisting okay. at the same time okay yeah so uh consciousness is nothing but like the earphones that you plug in to the reality that you want consciousness is nothing so literally but... for example like so imagine like there's like five songs playing on ipods that are placed on a table but they're not connected mm-hmm. with earphones right okay they're just playing out there there's no speakers on the ipod this is the old ipod okay okay right 
and you need earphones or speak, uh, speakers to connect to to listen to it so okay. literally like you can choose your own reality right and that okay so literally you can choose for example reality kills music in this case so literally you can choose what music you want to listen to right and yeah. so imagine like i am i take my earphones and i you know connected to the ipod b which plays reality in a particular way and that's that is where i'm consciously at at that moment okay, okay. and and i can keep jumping every now and then hmm. and like yeah and i feel like each so there's a lot of decisions that we make you know in our earthly existence right for example yeah. like us talking the words that we choose the moment of our legs eyes heart whatever the fuck it is and i feel like all of that are like microscopic decisions that we take even if we like just wave our hand right now i feel like what it's happening is um uh, it's moving through the layers of reality Mm-hmm. you know like so maybe when you move your hand a little bit it's moving to the next reality where your hand is in a superposition that it was there and it's a yeah. consciousness that takes it there like we're conscious of it so exactly. I, i don't know it's, i i hope you can See, understand it what, you know, you, what you're talking about right is yeah. the updated version of are you fucking kidding me See, no fucking i told you it's it's, it's called it's called <laughs> <laughs> I'm just seeing where you're getting to you know I just want to see where you're ending up. Oh fuck let me go so, drink some water okay meanwhile just explain what the updated version is Okay so I'll break it down, break it down so I'll, I'll tell you everything that you just said in like a couple of sentences Great I should have called okay. you right before the podcast yeah <laughs> Okay so basically how it works is that okay so this universe we're living in right Yeah it's a quantum field Okay exactly, this quantum yeah. field has all the fundamental particles in it yeah okay the fermions the bosons the quarks up quarks down quarks all of that shit right yeah yeah so all of the particles in this quantum field makes up all of the matter in our universe okay, okay. so you say we emerge from the quantum field yeah fair enough yeah so if everything in the quantum field is in a superposition right yeah that means and if we're from this quantum field if we emerge from this quantum field yeah that means even we are in superposition yeah right yeah basically as you said we are basically in we're constantly like shifting between shifting between realities yeah realities and stuff, possibilities that's happening you know yeah. and But i then, feel like uh, parallelly everything is happening like maybe it's me yeah, and exactly. another friend who's doing the podcast i feel like that's also parallelly happening it could except, it could have been that also yeah except no i feel like it's still parallelly happening maybe I, tonight i'm talking to like some you know someone else on a normal yeah. call but of course it's only in this is where my consciousness is do you get it now yeah uh, see uh, it goes even more deeper right okay. right so af- after uh, after um, so we're in superposition right yeah um as you said like every choice we make splits so uh it, it's not that there's different universes there's only one universe yeah okay okay but every choice that is made our universe keeps splitting mm. you know it keeps dividing not uh, duplicating yeah okay that's i mean that's so kind of the same thing that i'm you know you're just i know the, yeah, big, exactly. the words that i used to frame it might but this is exactly the same thought that i have yeah exactly. but uh, but there's a catch also okay 
So it's not based on our thoughts and decisions that splits the universe. Uh-huh. Know, it's not like one singular event or one singular decision that splits the universe. Okay, then what is okay. it? So the universe splits at the microscopic, at the atomic level. Yeah, I feel okay. like, yeah, I mean... Every- I mean, Every I was just, you know, dumbifying it when I said that, you know, when we make yeah, obviously. Yeah. So think about it. Every yeah. decision that, um, not every decision an atom makes, but every single different path that an atom can make, right? Yeah. Like, for example, our atoms as of now, yeah. decay 5,000 times a second. Something that I realized that you bring up literally in every conversation. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? DK 5,000 times a second. Yeah. And each DK also splits the universe. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like every, every, everything, like for example, the room that you're in right now, the combinations and permutations that you know, maybe the way you're sleeping, the, the what you're wearing, the room shape everything. of the room, the color of the room, the color of the bed, if you have an AC, if you don't, uh, and each and every atom and particle that's present inside your room, even from the tiniest dust that is there, why is it there in that particular location? Maybe in another room, it might be shifting from a, maybe. Hello. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, it kind of got cut. What happened? Uh, No, I was just explaining about... uh, no, yeah, how, yeah, I remember, I remember. You know, how even the tiniest details create its own thing, you know? Yeah, and remember how you are saying, like, how we are a consciousness that can, like, pick up the headphones and choose which yeah. reality we want to live yeah. in, right? Yeah, it, I totally believe it's, that. It's, it's somewhat different from that, okay. like, according to the new interpretation of this quantum physics. Right, before you bring in the new one, let me try to explain, like, my old version and, like, why I think it's that. For example, like, okay. let's say you are genuinely, a, generally a happy person and, you know, you, you know, you do a particular, like, you do your own thing. So, I feel like when you're doing, when you're, like, in the highest state of consciousness, I feel like there's this flow chart, like, a lot of people who understand the law of attraction, they'll probably come across this flow chart where you know like every thought process or every feeling every emotion has a it got cut again hello yeah can you hear hello. me now can you hear me now yeah yeah i can All hear right. you now so um what i wanted to try to what i wanted to try to tell you is that um if like this is me explaining my theory completely and why i believe in whatever i believe before you bring out the update and spoil it out, right? So, <laughs> so anyone who's like ever studied the law of attraction or like, I'm pretty sure like one point or the other, some you, they might you might have come across like you know there's this flow chart of like how different emotions have different frequencies. For example, like yeah. when you talk about hate, you're like kind of in the lower vibration. But when you talk about you know uh, love and when you talk about uh, you know interlocking some other things you know it's all, all on the highest scale and love is at the highest scale love is like the yeah. highest vibration that's possible and stuff okay. like that i know it's kind of cheesy and corny but that is what they say no no i get what you're saying i think for the most part yeah it kind of makes sense at least for the most time um hmm. at least for the most part but um now what did i want to tell <laughs> shit 
we were trying to connect us to consciousness mm. so why we can choose our own reality right so like i feel like we have total control of that again when you look into the subconscious mind like literally we are programmed in such a way we can change that program like so some people they're generally happy and they're like more optimistic and stuff like that because of the conditions they were brought as a kid the experiences they had back in school their friends yeah. their family their parents or these people like who they were surrounded played a major role on developing that person's program and how they kind of experience rea- reality right for someone who's rich yeah. it's very unlikely that they kind of see things uh, like kind of um see poverty at least that's what i believe it's not that i'm saying that okay. you know fuck all they're like fuck poverty we don't care about it it's not like that it's probably like like if you're a rich person you're highly likely to stay in a good neighborhood where there's literally less crime rates where there's you know good uh, good water and food and all of those supplies and everything less shortage and you know less struggles like that so yeah similarly like maybe the happier or ha- the happier you are as a person you're also experiencing reality similar to that kind of thing like similar to like what kind of vibration that you hold on so i feel like similarly mm-hmm. like you know that's how you kind of like shift between realities you know like m- m- look at yourself like m- when mean you revolve or everyone who's the same they've all gone through like maybe at least one shitty time at, in life and probably at that time everything else was everything around you was probably shit you know what i'm saying yeah it makes sense. everything it makes was sense. like really hard for you at that time you know nothing made sense and blah 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 but you know think about the like you know the time when you fall in love with the person or when you're dating someone and you know you're in that honeymoon phase everything literally makes so much sense everything is completely awesome <laughs> like literally you can see a guy spitting on the road and you can be like yes that makes sense <laughs> totally <laughs> get it yeah i've been there so <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah so what you're saying is that we have complete control over the reality of, we of want shifting the choose. reality shifting yeah shifting through the quantum realities and what not yeah at least that's what i mean yeah yeah so the updated thing is that uh, what do you call it it's not that we have control over the shifting realities okay we're actually we have no aware that the reality keeps changing okay we're not able to able to physically and visually see our reality shifting yeah that's right. what it's all intertwined so well that see yeah if you look at it exactly. time does not exist again physics yeah. proves that so mm-hmm. like each moment i feel like each microscopic moment is a jump from one reality to another but it's so smooth it's like playing in a good fucking exactly it 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 looks like we're just living in one singular reality exactly but our consciousness has been like moving and dancing from one reality to another very effortlessly yeah. effortlessly and very seamlessly so yeah so i think yeah i think i think it's kind of the same that i thought yeah, this, this is going to shatter my whole theory but yeah i'm glad <laughs> that it's kind of uh, <laughs> on my side <laughs> for the first time <laughs> you know uh, the- really interesting thing remember i uh, i was talking to you about this one physicist called james gate yeah right yeah and he was talking about he he so he studies this one thing called supersymmetry right okay so and as he was um studying the supersymmetry about uh the fundamental particles of our universe yeah right yeah he he found this uh, one peculiar thing right he found literal computer code woven into the fabric of our reality right he was able to uh, he was able to find 
this one um, thing in computer engineering that you can learn called error correcting codes. Okay. Oh, it's a thing in computer okay. engineering. It's it's a thing in software engineering. Right. It's called error correcting codes. Okay. And he was able to find those error correcting codes encoded into the fabric of our reality. Right. So how this is related to consciousness is that what he said, okay, this blew my mind. Okay. He, uh, he was talking about how, so this error correcting codes that he found, it could, it basically points to the fact that we're kind of living in a simulation, right? I'm so kind of, if we, yeah, go on, go on, finish it off. Yeah. Okay. So that we're living in a simulation. Okay. Yeah. And, um, what do you call it? So if we are living in a simulation, then this consciousness that we are experiencing, mm. it's a kind of, it's, a, it's, it's like a code. It's like a, we're like running on an app. Think of each of us as a individual app that's just running around the world, experiencing itself and everything. Right. Yeah. So if the world, if the universe is a simulation, yeah. then that means ghosts exist. Okay. Okay. We are, Okay, and how what he when he when he first said that I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? And then he just said one sin, single sentence, uh, one simple sentence. He said, "When you die, yeah, it's not that the code gets fucked or the code just stops. Um, gets uh, how do you say? It it doesn't gets end. Fragmented. It's still running. You know. Yeah. No, it's not that. Uh, it's just that the code. It's just that someone is stopping the code." Oh, okay. It just That's it just, yeah, exactly. It's just stopping the code for now when you die. And then maybe in the future or since time doesn't exist, maybe in the past, someone else can, someone can just start that code again. Hmm. Okay. okay. You get it? That's... Do you get it? I'm glad that you brought up the, uh, the ghost part exactly at 1.30 in the night. Yeah, uh, my, my room is completely uh, dark as fuck. <laughs> uh, so I, the, for the moment you said that, I was like, "Fuck!" I just like turned around. I'm like, no. <laughs> "Okay." No, I'm not talking about actual ghosts. Yeah, like thanks, man. Like, kind of oh yeah, all the whites are you on, like the Indian version. Yeah, with the bangles or those ching ching chings on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I'm not talking about those types. There's less ghosts. male ghosts out there. That's the thing, dude. Yeah. I, I'm just talking about how our consciousness might still be living on um, when we're dead. Yeah, I totally believe it's that. Just yeah. that it's just that it's just stopped for now. Okay, so you know? let me break you for a second. Like, I feel like, so your explanation, I feel like it's completely spot on. It's, it's great. I mean, not your explanation. It's that guy. It's actually it. James Gates. Yeah, yeah, Jim Gates. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just recording <laughs> him, like, as if you made it. Anyways, my point yeah, is... I know. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. So me looking through, it's like again, like you know, going uh, to the spiritual side. I totally believe that our, you know, our consciousness lives on forever. It does not end. It's just that it ends in this particular body. It's like you you had an old hmm. car that you're exactly. using, and then like you're shifting the car. You're there, and you you're in a new car. And um, yeah, exactly. yeah. I, I, I it's weird. Like in Buddhism, they kind of explain this in the form of reincarnation. Exactly. I was just going to bring that up as well, and I feel like because because there's no time period it's so as on. Weird. You know what? What? No, I I couldn't hear you. I thought you were trying to say something. No, I was just saying it's so fucking weird how like Buddhism was able to like 
figure this figure something like this out similar to what this guy is also talking about yeah but it, in it, a more what way. what surprises me even more is that buddhism like they found this way long back we're just discovering exactly. this in science and it's so crazy you know that that yeah it, it's not a it's not like a proper fact or anything it's more of a hypothesis like so what he was talking about like this um we could be ghosts uh, like we uh, when we die it could just be code shutting down and stuff the only problem with that theory is that it's not falsifiable mm-hmm. but we, i'm i'm, I'm i still, i think i still need to like kind of see his videos to like kind of understand like what what does this code look like and stuff like that because the dna on its own is a code and like a lot of the things in the universe yeah, like yeah. works on yeah works on the fibonacci series if you look at the golden ratio the things that's been out there if you look at flower patterns if you look at petals if you look at like maybe a shell and a lot of things like that they're all like based on the golden ratio and that's fucking awesome and uh, but what i wanted to tell you about like when you when you go to the spiritual side about like the consciousness or i think maybe that that is what soul is maybe like scientifically you name it as consciousness spiritually it is the soul at least that's maybe that's how i i think that's how it is probably at least from my perspective i think that I, uh, and i feel like maybe when you die again your consciousness leaves the body and it's either it's out there or it's reincarnated in someone else's body with the whole new memory because if you look at it there are people who have these past life recognition right there are kid there was this kid out there and i saw this video on youtube and i think it's legit for the most part because it was uh, broadcasted by some news channel what not so there was this kid who uh, was i think around the age of 3 or 4 or something i'm not really sure about it but literally he used to uh, this is the age where he's you know you know coloring with his you know crayons and stuff like that and he kept drawing this old picture of two planes like or uh, back in those you know world war uh, one world war two era you know all these uh, uh you know planes with uh, propellers like you know the fighter jets back then they just had propellers yeah. and what not and uh, yeah. so he literally uh, used to draw multiple images of this battle this dog fight between two uh you know two freaking fighter uh, fighter pilots and uh, one guy uh, one pilot being shot and you know he's crashing towards the sea and he kept drawing that and uh, his parents started like, being more concerned and stuff like that and because he kept drawing the same he kind of kept drawing again. the same story over and over and again not the same exact image but the story was always that and then he started get, dreaming a little more and then when his parents started asking more questions he started telling that i remember this life where i was a fighter pilot in world war 2 and what not and shit like that no damn <laughs> and that's kind of creepy and that's kind of scary and yeah that is kind of creepy yeah i feel like probably uh, it's just that that person's consciousness was you know there and stuff like that and i also think that like i don't want to put this in the matrix kind of perspective but i feel like you know people who are like the enlightened beings right so literally again when you go back to quantum physics none of this is actually real everything is literally things are not solid objects are not solid because if you look at if you look at a single atom again like the space between it's literally an atom or like a molecule or whatever the fuck it is it's literally 99.99% like empty space and even empty in that space, 1% yeah. when scientists started looking deep into it all they could see is like 
kind of like the strings vibrating or some shit like that again it's more like empty yeah, just, empty space so nothing yeah. is really solid then right yeah and our brains is just reconstructing this yeah solid physical reality we're living in. exactly and uh, i feel like probably like when people are like super conscious like as in like the enlightened beings or like in probably people who have actually tapped into that in the whole enlightenment thing and stuff like that they're probably yeah i think they kind of like they've kind of like sucked them outside of the whole illusion they probably understood the illusion and they probably yeah. know the the bigger picture because we're all zoomed into the smaller things in life literally if you look at it yeah we're just three dimensional yeah, yeah exactly creatures. i think we're just living in a three dimensional consciousness i think probably consciousness also has different dimensions because i feel like maybe the soul or something or like consciousness on its own is probably ex- like you know you cannot physically explain it because it, it's not three dimensional you know hmm. so i think that's one reason like uh, they call this higher state of consciousness yeah. uh, nirvana ah nirvana right yeah so uh, according to buddhism like this higher state of consciousness nirvana is just basically um it's a type of ego death exactly right? exactly you basically kill off your old self you're you're you have the ability to be able to take your ego and set it aside yeah i mean ego you know, death and is literally killing your old self your old beliefs your attachments and shit like that like yeah. you know literally who you thought you were you know you're just you know wiping your slate clean like yeah exactly yeah if you think about it right this is whole like so to acquire this state of consciousness yeah. this higher state of consciousness you need to be able to practice meditation mm, right that's interesting if you look at it if you look at it um uh, and the meditation that you have to practice is this one thing that buddha himself like he is the one that coined the term it's called vipassana oh, meditation oh i'm glad that you you know that's something that i've been trying to get myself into so anyone who's listening out there vipassana is this 10 day meditation retreat that happens all around the world and it's completely uh, it runs on charity of the people who have been in vipassana or like the, it's literally run on donations and so for 10 days you have a strict uh, routine uh, you do not come in contact with uh, i think on the f- probably in the first introduction day you probably like you know meet people of other, you know of opposite sex and stuff like that and you can talk but from day from the 10 fr- when the thing starts uh literally you have to maintain noble silence and there are other rules like you're not supposed to kill like when i mean not just people but also like maybe a small ant or a fly that's in the room and uh, you you're not supposed to write your thoughts down you're not supposed to speak to people literally in any format you can't play dumb charades and all and so <laughs> and you don't ha- they don't give you a book to write or anything so literally you are stuck with your own thoughts for 10 days and there are th- they provide food and stuff like that and probably veg i guess and uh, yeah. for the most part there's a lot of meditation that takes place sometimes it's in group sometimes it's alone and there there's also this teacher who is i think he passed away and uh, his teachings have been like you know played in between other meditation sessions kind of to explain what is actually happening and stuff like that so literally people have done this vipassana after 10 days they seem to like literally not exactly go through a whole um ego death 
or like not exactly that much but they come out so much better than how they started off and a lot of people actually quit in between also because it's kind of fucking yeah it gets a bit it too gets much it gets a bit too much there are people who break down emotionally there are people who kind of realize oh shit there are these are things i have to improve my life you said you also i i feel like the main what happens during 10 days of vipassana is i mean i've never been there but from my understanding and like looking at like couple of youtube videos of people who've done it and i also personally know someone who's actually done it and uh, so what he i practice vipassana as what you have done uh, no not the 10 day thing but i just practice it hmm. almost every All other right. day or That's every day just try my best all right like okay. i think we need to talk about that later but uh Yeah, remind me to ask you about yeah, it. You're saying yeah. go on, go on. But um for the most part I think what happens is you literally I, I feel like there there you'll reach a point where you kind of really kind of like you know catch yourself uh catch your other self that is coming up with all the thoughts that's in your head that's literally your ego. You know probably it's just like mm. that's when you actually notice that oh wait you're not your thoughts. and stuff like that i i yeah. feel like probably at maybe like on the 10 days probably on the maybe on the seventh day i don't know maybe i'm pretty sure at one point you kind of understand that you also probably realize how much thoughts that are actually running in your head i think i'm probably sure that you'll understand that probably yeah. in like three or four hours uh but for the most part i think you try to catch you try to catch that other person that's in your head that's constantly you know bombarding you with a lot of thoughts a lot of worries and what not thoughts about the future exactly. thoughts about the past shit like that so i feel like you you reach a moment where you catch it but like tell me about your practice i've never I never thought you could uh you you see it. you can practice you can practice vipassana meditation like 15 minutes a day okay okay like, that's that's more than enough okay if you want to like uh use it like effectively the uh, other thing that you're talking about that 10 day yeah. thing that's like a full on course yeah, like it like forces you into yeah. it either you get into it and you come out a different person or you break down and can't yeah true but this is like a gradual like into it mm. you know it doesn't like force you into it it's more of like a it's more of like a habit that you can practice that gets you to that same scenario but not as um, how do you say it okay. permanent happens during the actual okay thing. so it's like mild right. doses microdosing on vipassana <laughs> Exactly, it's like microdosing. Cool, that's, that's pretty interesting. So it's like, what, what do you do in those fifteen minutes? You meditate for fifteen minutes and you shut the fuck up, or like. So, so, so the whole concept of vipassana meditation is to, um, it's to focus on physical feelings. Okay. Okay. So the main, the easiest thing to do is to focus on your breathing. Yeah. yeah. Right. You breathe in and then you breathe okay. out. Right. And so when you start doing that, right. so in the in the while you're meditating when you're focusing on your breathing yeah. automatically as you said your mind will just wander your thoughts will just come out of yeah. nowhere yeah. right so vipassana meditation is all about the act of realizing that you're thinking putting those thoughts away by focusing on your breathing like putting your attention to something okay, else so like literally you breathe in breathe out kind of like your thoughts come in and you kind of bring your attention back to your breathing you know like grounding yourself back to yeah in instead of like it's not about stopping your hmm. thoughts it's about realizing it's about that you're like, thinking that you're thinking mm-hmm. about certain things okay. okay it could be anything and that's and from this realization you learn more about yourself mm-hmm. okay. right 
because you are, your brain just automatically starts thinking about the things that you would think about. Yeah, true. Right? And the what gives you that, like, what changes your brain chemistry yeah. is the, is the uh, moment you keep those thoughts aside. Okay. Like, you notice them and you just keep them aside by focusing on something else, usually a physical feeling. In this case, you're breathing. Mm, interesting. You know? So, uh, so that's what this meditation is all about. Okay. Right. So imagine in the 10 day course of Vipassana meditation, they tell you to n- never speak. Yeah. Noble silence is supposed to be followed. Yeah. Exactly. You are with thoughts 24 oh, seven. It's kind of scary. It's almost like you're in solitude. I was just like going through a video <laughs> on people who, who are uh, in prison and in, uh, in solitude, solitary confinement. So those people, when they, uh, so they're probably there for 90 days or like a couple of years and whatnot. And when they're in there, right, they reach a point where they're so bored that they stare at the wall and they can literally see the brush, I mean, not the brush strokes, stuff like that. And they're probably done reading everything that was written on the wall. And uh, so, and that particular, that small room that they are confined in, right? Um and uh, so the only person that's allowed to like, you know, give them food and all, all of those guards, they're trained in such a way to literally ignore them. And as social beings, as humans are so social beings, you need to feel, you need to feel your value from something else also. Like, irrespective of yeah, how, con- yeah, acknowledgement, you know, irrespective of how confident and how cool you are, you still need like tiny little, you know, Validation, validation here and there I, at least that's what i think and that's what i understood from the video yeah. and uh so like and then they kind of get so used to that space they kind of own it because there's literally nobody coming inside so when these people when they're done with their uh the years that they had to you know be in uh jail when when they're out, done with their jail time and they're done with their penance and shit like that they go outside to the real world and you know, like nowadays the streets are really busy. Imagine someone like who was, so there's this guy who was in New York or something and he goes to this uh, solitary confinement and he goes back to New York and New York being a very busy place when, and people like are literally jam-packed together, right? And they're like walking together. Sometimes, you know, you get hit on the shoulder by someone who's speed walking and whatnot. And when something like that happened to him and when he was in a crowd, he started feeling so anxious he was not ready for it because earlier like back when he was in jail and you know he used to like whatever space he had because nobody else was coming he was so used to having that much of the space because he was dominating it it was yeah. like that was the only thing that he had at that time you know it's like this is my space and so that's pretty crazy and i can only imagine like 10 days of vipassana what it does with your head you know one of my uncles went okay for what, what was his experience after this? i mean after the past like what was he like before when, and after when, let's start with that honestly when he went for it uh, i was like what five or four years old or something man i don't really remember much but and i only just found out about him going for it like in the last one oh, month. Like, nice. i just found out about that okay so yeah uh but like uh did he did he tell you about some benefits or something no, like um, all, everything that I told you about right yeah. now, right? About what Vipassana does yeah. and everything. That's basically what happens. Like those are the benefits mm. and stuff. So when I was talking about this with my dad, he was just telling me about how one of my uncles actually went for oh, this. And everything. That's nice. And my dad wanted to go, but my mom wouldn't let him. Oh, wow. 
<laughs> She's don't like, be too conscious. You might not listen to me anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you should turn into some some sanyasi and oh. just and not give peace out, huh? Fuck the kids. <laughs> I think that's what Buddha did. Uh, like, if you look at that's what Buddha did, right? He he was married. He had a kid, and he ran to the forest yeah. to get enlightened. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, everyone out there, start a family and then fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Take some balls to do that, actually. Yeah, I mean it does. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. Damn. To just abandon people, but then yeah, yeah. If you're gonna go get enlightenment, I guess. Yeah, I guess it's worth it because in yeah, the end, man. you can all be like, "Hey, dude, you're just an illusion, so fuck off." <laughs> and from ouch, yeah. harsh reality. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, God knows, like, can't believe it. You know, probably all of this podcast even is an illusion. Like, literally fifty-seven minutes yeah. and thirty-five seconds. You know, it's one cool thing about um, this Vipassana meditation. Yeah, so, have you seen all of those meditation apps that's been coming uh, out yeah, recently? Yeah, like Headspace, like, Calm, and yeah, a few of them. Yeah, Headspace mostly. Started with Headspace. Yeah. Headspace. Uh, all of these meditation apps are based on this itself. Yeah, but I'm not a big fan of this meditation apps. To be honest with you, I I used to meditate, but I have this. Uh, um, earlier I started off with guided meditation towards, uh, and then in between I started getting kind of, uh, I don't know, it wasn't my thing. So I just used to like you know sit down and literally relax and probably like, um, listen to some white noise. Not not on my earphones. Like literally like, like focus on my breathing and also like try to like absorb the. environment like you know if it's a warm like you know if it's uh if you can hear birds chirping you know okay be conscious about it yeah it makes like sense yeah yeah so uh the main meditation app that i've only tried was that headspace okay. one right so in headspace you get this like 10 day free um uh, not 10 day free trial you get like 10 courses oh, okay. free right So in those ten courses, it's like the basics of the Boston American. Oh, I did not know that. Like all, all the, all the basic stuff that they make oh, you do. Oh, yeah. Right. So I just took those ten courses, and then like I just apply it every time when I'm meditating and stuff. And I don't use the app that okay. much anymore. Okay. The crazy part is, think about it. Everyone is hundreds of millions of people are using yeah. this app. everyone is uh, has the resources and the technology and the knowledge to be able to access this kind of this it's yeah, yeah not just information this is like yeah, skill true, yeah. it's a skill of hmm. mind yeah right so everyone is having this uh, has the ability to acquire this knowledge so think about how it'll shape us in the future hmm. everyone is slowly like we're slowly getting on to that path of like enlightenment yeah i mean the evolution of consciousness right. is, like, yeah so this yeah the next step yeah. of consciousness and everything i like i like how you segued nicely to the next question <laughs> but <laughs> very smart i had the moment you started bringing it yeah, no. i had a feeling where this is going but yeah, i wish we could add sponsors in between but yeah but yeah for uh, i think it's headspace sponsors yeah, that's not how it works gosh <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um, yeah. yeah since you already clearly mentioned that you are not using that app anymore i don't think so they'll be happy to 
sponsor but anyways uh, leaving leaving that aside uh, i think it'll be a very interesting time like especially like now after the corona scene like when this shit ends i feel like i hope at least more like more people especially in the government bodies are like aware of you know aware of the shit what we're doing yeah, to the environment doing to the environment i think like literally like it's 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 even like the moment the quarantine started like there were so many things that i've been realizing so um even though i'm agnostic uh, for example like uh, i'm i'm still raised up as a christian christian uh, person and you know i kind of follow most of the traditional parts of it i do go to church on sundays and stuff yeah. like that but that's my relationship with god is completely different it's not exactly the way it is like you know how it's defined uh in you know in the bible like you know how you have to like with yeah, your parents stuff like that. anyways and chucking that part aside so i have always noticed something about me is that when i'm at a church and when i'm at mass it's very hard for me to like literally pray and like talk to god like like kind of kind of communicate with god but when there's nobody like literally yeah. like nobody in church not like nobody nobody but like very hardly few people when there when it's when 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 it's those days i can find myself communicating with god like much more clearly and like you know this it's a better you know i feel like it's much clearer and uh, similarly i feel like uh, earlier back let's say on a casual sunday also if you're at home and if you're just chilling uh, you can literally hear like a lot of noise on the background like a lot of cars moving and a lot of i feel like it's just not outside physical noise but also like kind of mental noise cuz everyone's thinking about something everyone's okay. kind of doing something probably people are stressed out and all of that and it all like i feel like it's all like kind of like this butterfly effect where it all like affects the environment and everything that's around you and people also next to you okay, okay. and probably if you're a higher conscious being none of that matters but you know for someone as like as normal human beings and trying to figure out all the shit in life uh for me it clearly does and so like when it was a normal sunday and when i was not quarantine and you know when i'm at home and chilling and what not I can literally hear like a lot of, you know, it's kind of noisy, both physically, like, you know, like the auditorial noise from the outside world, also like internally as well. But ever since the quarantine thing started, there's very less traffic, like literally zero traffic and stuff like that. Everything is so much more calmer. Everything is like just mellowed down a little bit. And yeah, the world is like slowing not down. Not just slowing down. You can like literally kind of experience like almost close to silence. Not exactly silence, but it's so much more beautiful. Like, from how it was earlier and i feel like yeah, i'm true. at more peace now than it was before you know yeah we're there yeah. enough no even yeah, i probably. do you know i feel like way more yeah more relaxed right more now. like calm i mean it's not that i don't get short tempered you know react to certain things but for the most part i find myself like more calm and peaceful for me personally like how it is that like before all of this quarantine and coronavirus yeah. shit i've been like living life very okay. slow before before like, the, taking my okay. own time yeah uh, but then like when you live life very slow while everyone is going yeah. so fast you just get this like you just get tensed up like oh shit i'm not yeah, doing I mean, the whole rat racing like yeah that. yeah but then like um what do you call it but i, I still didn't give that much thought into it like of the rat race and stuff i didn't stress myself yeah. out too much but now after all once this quarantine thing started it felt like this tiny weight got lifted off mm. my shoulders and i was like, oh, finally everyone is now slowing down and now i can slow down without yeah, any now like, everyone's the same we're all on the same page now we're all together just, yeah but 
um okay talking about like uh i know we've already like passed one hour for anyone who's sitting out there take a break if you have to you know get your earphones out let your ears relax a little bit uh and come back soon anyways if you're back and uh if you also listen through that that's very nice of you and you've reached a very crucial part of our podcast <laughs> but anyways uh yeah so something else i want to talk about consciousness is about there's something called collective consciousness okay uh okay. and there's something called uh so this is again very esoteric spiritual shit there's something called the akashic records so anyone who's listening out there go to youtube type it out akashic records and so it literally else um uh, I'm, i'm kind of dyslexic at times most times so i'm not going to spell it out okay <laughs> uh okay, no, no. but yeah so basically i'll summarize it for you uh it's okay. literally like imagine like you know how wifi is there around and there's like literally google in the internet similarly every information yeah. that was there in the past and that level be found in the future it's kind of there in a field this field of in- intelligence like think about wifi you know how we can we don't have to know how the wifi works but we know if we like you know go to our phone go to the settings mm-hmm. get the wifi name and get the password and you know you click into it and then you're connected to the wifi right and you can get any information that you want especially in today's uh, yeah. day and age similarly from, the, from internet, the internet similarly think of the akashic records as the ping internet okay the internet of intelligence and what not okay. whatever however you want to sum it up literally you can tap into that frequency probably due to higher states of meditation or higher states of consciousness uh um you tap into that field and then you can literally get the answers that you're looking for and you know discover more things i mean it's again an esoteric thing uh, i don't know how many of you are going to believe in it i am kind of skeptical about it i'm not sure i kind of believe and like i'm kind of right somewhere in the middle i'm still looking out for more proofs but probably this is how tesla so it, and all these kind other of... geniuses probably they've probably tapped into uh you know higher state of consciousness where information kind of flows to you so it's this higher state of consciousness that you can somehow yeah, tap into least, that gives you a very intuitive knowledge yeah, you can say some, right i think that's like it lets you understand exactly uh, it lets you yeah it lets you understand things very a lot more yeah. intuitively right and it, information kind of like flows you know, to uh, you yeah you know? so it's somewhere something like that yeah i i used to i used to be able to tap into that consciousness almost every and day and you still are dumb and you still dumb huh? <laughs> yeah know, most, which, uh, it's probably are you sure you tuned into the right frequency man it's called smoking pot oh. man yeah i get it <laughs> Yeah, uh, there's this uh, literally that same exact definition yeah. you gave, right? There's this one. There's this one dude called um, I forgot his name. I think it's his name is Fritjof Capra. Okay. Okay. Capra or so Chopra? This guy he gave. A... Okay. Capra, Capra, Fritjof okay. Capra. Fritjof, I've heard about this European dude. Yeah, physicist only. So he created this one book. called the tao of physics and in the preface yeah. of that book right he talks about he talks about pot okay and i'm just paraphrasing okay. here okay uh let, let me see let me try and just think about 
what he was talking about. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I'm just paraphrasing here what uh, what he said in okay, his bro. preface. He said, uh, on my way, I was helped by power plants. Power plants, plants. Okay. okay. I like the way he phrased like, it. On my speaker, on my- yeah, exactly. You can't say part. This is a book back oh, in the 60s whoa, or 70s. Okay, stuff. I thought it was pretty Imagine. decent. Okay, anyways, let's go on. Yeah. No, not 60s or 70s. I think like 80s or okay. 90s, right? So if you're just in marijuana, you, you're going to get <laughs> fucked. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> so he's he, he, uh, in his preface, he talks about it. He says, so on my journey, throughout my journey, I was helped on my way with the uh, with uh, with these okay. power plants. Okay. And these power plants showed me how the uh, how the mind can flow freely. Mm. Okay, how spiritual insights and intuitive insights can just come on their own from the depths of mm. consciousness, can just emerge from the depths yeah. of consciousness. You know, and that is the literal definition of what pot does to you. Right. You know, every time I every time yeah. I smoke up, right. I always realize something. So, what type of a stoner are you? Let's start with so, that because I feel like there's like you know I say I'm not like you know uh, putting people down or something. At least for the most part, like especially when I was back in college, and like people I uh, used to smoke up with or like all the people generally that I've met, I've always seen them. You know, like it's a recreational drug. Like you know, people laugh around, they joke around. I'm not saying that's bad. Yeah. I'm not, that's equally fun and good. But I just want to know what kind of a yeah. you know stoner are you? I was a very um, how do you silent say one. <laughs> intuitive student. I was silent. Yeah, I could totally fuck. see you being silent. silent. Yeah, yeah. You know, I would just shut the fuck up when I'm yeah. high as fuck, and my thoughts would just go crazy. Okay. Not in a bad way. Okay. You know, more like as if like um, however I normally think yeah. when I'm sober, it's like my. It, like amps it up mm, 10 times interesting yeah so so um what do you call it everything uh what i noticed when i was yeah. very high right is that whatever i feel when i'm super high is what i actually feel as a person so you mean like uh okay can you like can you talk more about it like so uh think about like um okay if i'm getting paranoid okay. about something yeah when i'm yeah. stoned right Ah, it's it's something I should be just worried about okay. when I'm sober. You know, if I'm feeling sad or bad about something yeah. when I'm stoned, it's something that I should pay more attention to mm. when I'm sober. If if there's something that makes me really happy, yeah. very excited, yeah, when I'm high, it's it's something that I should like keep close to me at all mm. times when I'm sober. Wow, that's such a you know, like that's a beautiful way to put it. I like what you did with it. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> like, part was uh, was able to let me understand true my true wow. self, synchronicity. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was that kind no, of. That's stuff. nice. <laughs> uh, for me, for the most part, I think like when I initially started smoking, it was like those ha ah, laugh a lot. You know, yeah, exactly. it, it, yeah, it, it always I, started with that. But once you start, like, understanding yeah. how it works, it affects yeah. everyone differently. So the right? So I was able to master that's, how it affects me nice. to the core. But I think people, I, I, I still have like my memories of being stoned. So I think I can, you know, still use it 
and you know you look into the perspective like how you just looked at it yeah that's pretty cool that's pretty nice uh but for me it's mostly like you know recently was just like all like the side of fiction you know i was going crazy on this whole consciousness thing when i recently smoked up but yeah but yeah, yeah but usually it's yeah it's fun or like somewhere right in between but yeah i don't i don't always be go i don't be super silent but i do talk yeah and you can always you can always see yeah. oh, like yeah. me with a smile and my eyes are yeah. like one bloody damn flat ass like you know like the slimmest phone that you can like, think about yeah that's how slim it gets you know you just go like mm. yeah. So, yeah or the fucking red yeah i yeah, yeah. That, so that, I that's that's me in case if you know whoever is listening is wondering now i think everyone has a clear picture on what it's what it's what it would be like spoken up with us <laughs> Wait, uh if you uh, I know what your question is. I already know. Okay, the answer is yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the question I, was good. Next time we meet up, we need to fucking fuck up together. And I think one of the main questions was are you coming to Pune and when are you come to Pune right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Consciousness, bro. Like Collective consciousness. Yeah. Consciousness. Yeah, we need yeah, to make exactly. some cool ass t-shirts with this uh consciousness thing. that be the cool much yeah right. but anyways um i think this is like our longest like talk yeah the longest recorded now. podcast and on a single take yeah yeah mm, on a single take hey, for whoever's listening and thank you so much the person who's listening out there at the end of this earphone or mic or speaker or whatever it is thank you so much it takes a lot of time approximately 1 hour and 14 minutes to listen and be here mm, 420 oh, nice and uh, i saw that too <laughs> yeah and you know thank you so much for like you know listening and um, you know um if you do if you do actually kind of kind of if you can like really relate to us uh, do leave a message i think there's a possibility like to leave a message if not um, try to find us online and uh, let us know what you think about it and i think that is pretty much the end of consciousness as we know it and the podcast man i think i think it's it was a pretty long one it was a pretty good one i mean half of it is already gone yeah, by me trying to explain quantum physics for all of you out there and i think it's <laughs> up but uh, please go back and find a proper video that explains properly i should have done a little bit of writing before i started the recording but yeah i think yeah yeah i think that was pretty much it man is there anything else that you want to tell please don't spawn you know yeah Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's what sponsor us. <laughs> Just gonna break that. I knew you would. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, okay. Headspace, if you're listening to this, which you probably won't be, uh, please just sponsor us. Anyways, uh, that'll be probably it. Uh, so thank you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you uh, for the support. And uh, take care and uh, stay safe. Stay at home. Listen to our podcast. Yeah. That's what you have to do during this time. All right. <laughs>